0: You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center.
1: What is up, everybody? Good morning. My name is Whitney Branham. I lead the youth at our Vieira campus here of East Coast Christian Center, and it is an honor to do it. I love Morning Breath. If you're not familiar with the show, we read a chapter of the Bible um, the night before, and morning of, and we read through it here on the show and just talk about what God is breathing on it this morning. And usually I'm here with Pastor Dan, um, and he's not able to be here today, which is sad, but I'm pretty excited about today's show because I get to do it with my husband, Lane. What's up, Lane? Hey, good
0: morning. I'm uh, I'm super excited. I get to be here with my two Bestest of friends. Besties. Bestest of friends. Besties. Yes. I mean, I have other great friends, but <laughs> but you guys, I love you guys too.
1: <laughs> He's referring to and looking at Nick yeah. here. Nick yes. and
0: my wife. Yeah. Sorry, Nick, yeah. but I put my wife before you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, um, let's still about to get connected with the show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so you can get connected on the East Coast app, um, which uh, you can find on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Um, you just search East Coast app, and it should be a little app with a uh, it's a blue icon and a white cross. Um, or you could get connected and get info at our website, eccc.us. Um, you can find all kinds of stuff on there, sermons. Uh, from the past, um, you could—I think—you can could watch a live service on there now. Um, you get morning breath episodes, info, events, all kinds of great stuff.
1: Absolutely, you can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, or call our church offices. And we can email you or mail you or call you whatever chapters we're doing. If you want to follow along with us reading the chapter the night before, we would love to get you connected that way. We always have so much going on here at East Coast, and we'll usually tell you a few of the things. But um, right now, we're just encouraging you to go to our events page, um, which you can find on our app, or eccc.us to check out those upcoming things, because there's... Always a lot going on here. So, mm-hmm. um, today we are reading Mark 1, which is exciting. Opening, um, you know, opening a book of the Bible, Mark mm-hmm. 1. That's going to be awesome. So, I am going to be reading out of the New Living translation today. What are you going to be reading out of?
0: I'm going to be li- reading out of the New Living as well.
1: Okay, awesome. Well, there are 45 verses today, which is a pretty lengthy chapter, um, but it's going to be awesome. That's just more for us to talk about. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off and read through verse 22. And then if you want to pick it up at verse 23 and read till the end.
0: Yeah, sounds great.
1: All right. Get me started.
0: All right. I say unto you, read, (laughs) ma'am.
1: This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you and he will prepare your way. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Cleared the road for him. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. One day, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. He was out among the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee, where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law.
0: Suddenly a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him, be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. At that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this, they asked, excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly through the entire region of Galilee. After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand, and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her, and she prepared a meal for them. That evening, after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled through the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. A man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. If you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. Moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him and said, I am willing, be healed. Instantly, the the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way with a stern warning. Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This, this will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. But the man went and spread the word proclaiming to everyone what had happened. As a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus and he could publicly enter a town anywhere. He couldn't pub- publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded places, but people from everywhere kept coming to him.
1: Amen. That's awesome. Um well, I'll let you start it off. What did you get out of that chapter?
0: Yeah. So the first thing that stood out to me was how much faith the two disciples had. I think it was it was John and Peter fishing and he he just said come come with me and they followed him immediately.
1: Yeah, he actually picked up four disciples in this chapter. It's it is yeah. crazy how um you know just to come and follow me um and then simon and andrew and james and john all just followed him with that it definitely takes a lot of faith um kind of on that um
0: yeah it was james and john here it is 19.
1: yes yeah um kind of on that i just love how this chapter this book is started off literally verse one this is the good news about jesus the messiah the son of god it began just as the prophet isaiah had written um and then mark quotes isaiah um and then if we look in 22 as well verse 22 let me find it here. The people were, this is talking about Jesus, the people were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. So something I I see here is just the the confidence in your testimony, in your stories. Like John, or excuse me, Mark um, gets us started with full confidence. This is the good news about Jesus the Messiah. Like he is not questioning anything Mm -hmm. once, um, which is really important as we get into this. And because you can tell the difference, the people saw the difference in Jesus Mm -hmm. that he taught with real authority, um, that he wasn't questioning himself of like, well, you know, um, it could be God. It could be this. It could be that. Like, no, if you know the word, that's why Mark was confident is because he knew what the prophet Isaiah had written. And then he saw Jesus with his eyes and he saw um, John the Baptist with his eyes and he saw these things falling into place and knew that it was God. And so um, how do you know if something in your life is God? You read the word. But then when you do be confident about it and share that testimony, um, because we see at the end when Jesus heals the man with leprosy um, the last verse right the man went and spread the word proclaiming to everyone what had happened as a result large crowds soon surrounded Jesus so he literally couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere Um, I'm just thinking about what this man's this is one man's testimony spread to so many people Mm -hmm. that jesus couldn't publicly enter a town anymore Um, and i just think about all that god has done in my life and sure i've shared my testimony but um not i probably not enough to be honest you know um we could all always share our testimony a little more um something else that stood out to me um was you know starting this chapter really the first person we look at is actually john the baptist and i mean he's a character he's a fun one to um just like study he was not a normal dude of this time right that's why we get all this description of him he lived where no one lived it it points out that he was in the wilderness he um wore what no one wore that's why they gave a description of what he was wearing we wouldn't get that description if it were normal he ate what no one ate locusts and wild honey that is real weird um but if you think i'm about to say something to the effect of like even though he was weird like god still loved him like god still used him like no that's not it god created him actually god knew he would be different and created him that way and also chose him um now i'm not saying that we should be weird um for no reason i feel like a lot of people are um different just for the self-promotion side of it like to go viral or you know whatever there's no reason for that that's not what we need to get out of it and um I'm also not saying to, like, be yourself, you know, follow your heart or whatever for satisfaction. What I think we need to see in John the Baptist and the fact that he was so different but so effective was he was trying to honor God. If we want to be our truest self, we want to be like Jesus. We want to be like God because he is our creator, And that is how we can be different and be ourselves. um, But again, be our truest self because God is the truth. Jesus is the word, the living truth. Um, And so if we want to be like him, we need to always be asking, am I doing what I am doing for the glory of God? Yeah. Right? Um, Because if you're doing what you're doing for the glory of God, you're not going to be trying to be like someone else. Um, you're not going to be doing anything for self-promotion or self-satisfaction. You're going to be doing things that you enjoy and you're going to be yourself. But God is going to use that for his glory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so something else uh, that I loved was verses 12 and 13. Uh, so just before this, Jesus is baptized right by John. And then it says the spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. He was out among the wild animals and angels took care of him. Now, I won't go into this too much um, here. You can get a better look at what this looked like in Matthew or one of the other gospels, but um, I have always loved this part of scripture um, just for the example that like nowhere... I, nowhere that I've found, anyways, do the scriptures say that God is going to give us an easy or comfortable life. Um, you know, anyone that is a Christian for that reason, um, it's hey, it's good to be a Christian for any reason. But I just let me know how it's going, like two weeks after you're saved, right? You know, because that's just the facts. It doesn't say that God is going to give us an easy or comfortable life. It wasn't that Jesus. You know, it didn't say Satan compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness. No, the spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness. This was God's will, but he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. Now, I don't know if like you guys are really imagining these words as we're reading it, but I really encourage you to do that because that's, I don't know, just how God shows me a lot of things in the scriptures, but just imagining like we have a pastor on staff here pastor Keith that loves to camp like really camp i like camping like rv camping you know what i'm saying but not like tents camping but jesus he wasn't even camping with tents and robes and all of that stuff he really just like walked into the wilderness and stayed in the woods for 40 days and 40 nights with Satan. Yeah, that no does food, not, no water. That does just, not sound like a good time to me yeah. at all, whatsoever. Nope. Um, but the spirit compelled him. And so God took care of him. The angels took care of him. Um, and now God gets the glory for that. Now, I am not saying that the Lord is calling you into the wilderness, which I don't think you think that. But here's the bottom line is that the Spirit might compel you to do something that is uncomfortable today, right? Um, But if we follow the Spirit, we will honor God and be blessed and be fruitful and change eternity. Um, This is a little heavier in case there's little ears listening or whatever, but it reminded me of this video that popped up for me this week. I had a suggested video um, from some comedians that I like, and it uh, really threw me for a loop. Like, I was just expecting a funny video. Um, But the basis of it was this, was it was it. We see a guy like just coming out of a store and another man approaches him. And it's, you know, the scene we've all probably experienced before where it's like, oh, for just a dollar, like you could change a child's life. And the guy just kind of brushes him off like yeah well i'm really busy i got places to be all this stuff and it's like no no no, just a dollar like you could change a child's life and um finally the the first guy is just frustrated and it's like all right you know what let's save five children today and just throws a five at him and goes to walk away but in that moment and like i said this gets a little intense um and it was supposed to be comedic but it really hit me hard um they show like five children Um, getting saved at that moment and then all of a sudden the the original guy that gave the five bucks was like wait no 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 no!" chasing the guy back like once he saw that truly five children were saved he wanted to save more but it was too late the original guy was already gone Um, and that like just really hit home for me because none of us really questioned the value of human life like pretty much everyone on this earth is on the same page of that when someone's choking you're not like hey you know what uh sorry i have to uh take the trash out um that's what i gotta do right now or like if your neighbor's house is on fire you're not like "Ooh, sorry i didn't write this in my schedule i don't have a task for this today um so i'm gonna pass like no when someone is in danger or dying We do not pass the opportunity to save someone's life, right? Um, Who would do that? But, but how often have we passed up on the opportunity? to save someone's eternity, so much more valuable than their life, just because we don't recognize in the moment how important it is. It seems just like, oh, you know, a dollar to save a child's life. Um, It just seems like, oh, you know, I feel compelled to smile at this person, to tell them to have a blessed day, to talk to them about my testimony. Um, And we just brush it off and be like, this is inconvenient for me. I'm just trying to get my pub sub and go home or whatever. Right. But you feel compelled and we don't realize what we are missing out on the chance to change eternity.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and at 41, it says Jesus reached out to the man with leprosy and um, and said, I am willing, I am willing to heal you. Like that's a, that's a great depiction of, Jesus' love and how how willing he was to save the one person who was struggling with something that, something really serious, right? Um, which is just goes along well with what you were saying.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and something on that kind of too. Um, I noticed uh, in verses like thirty through thirty two, we're looking at um, at let's see it was simon's mother-in-law i um, getting healed of a high fever and this mm-hmm. again just imagining the scriptures this really hit home for me because not too long ago um i had covid and it just really got me rough like i i had a fever for yeah. almost three weeks and i felt absolutely terrible and i'm here you know in 2022 in america with tylenol and water and all of this stuff so i'm just imagining um this woman having a high fever um in this day and age like Mm -hmm. how scary that must have been for everyone involved um and then jesus heals her but then um immediately after he's healed her it says in verse 32, that evening after sunset, so it's late, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. And so, you know, I was wondering, I was thinking about if I was in this mother-in-law's shoes, right? You would think that you would just be excited, and maybe she was. We don't get to see into that. But I know there have been times for myself when God has worked in my life, and there's about, you know, one day of celebration and praise for him of like, yes, you know, I'm healed. And then the next time he asked me to do something, all of a sudden that's inconvenient. Like we were talking about earlier, like, oh, this life is hard. You know, I don't want to do this. um You know, this lady with all these sick and demon-possessed people at her door. I wonder if yeah. that was um, frustrating for her or annoying for her to deal with. But we forget. Do you remember... When you needed Jesus, not just wanted Jesus, but needed Jesus, it can be tough. I'm the first to admit um, with people that, you know, have different stories than me. It's almost easier for me to be empathetic of, you know, God will reach them or get to them or whatever. But when I see someone that has a similar story to myself, I can almost get frustrated like, you know, why can't you see it? You know, God is just trying to do this in your life. It's hard to be empathetic. Sometimes Um, it can be frustrating and inconvenient for us. Um, But at the end of the day, it's important. And God loves these people. um, And we need to, again, just do everything we do for the glory of God to honor God. um, And we'll be blessed and fruitful and change eternity because of it.
0: Yeah, really quick, uh, before we go on break, something else that really stood out to me is just how well Jesus balanced his life. Um, you, you can really see it in this chapter. Not only is he out preaching, he's also healing people. He's doing the things that he's called to do. But in addition to that, uh, in verse 35, it says that he, he went out and isolated himself. He he listened to the Spirit. He understood that there's a time for, for healing and saving and all these things. But he also has to make sure that he balances and has time for for God and for the Spirit. All right, we're going to be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
1: At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira,
0: Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts.
1: Thanks for joining us on the show today. Just one thought I wanted to leave you with before we go um, is, again, looking at the baptism of Jesus. It says in verse 9, One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy you know that voice from heaven that was god that was the father god speaking to his son Um, but something just absolutely beautiful that hit me this morning reading this again is thinking about how jesus paid the price for our sins it doesn't matter what you've done what you haven't done what mistakes you've made um what you think God thinks about you, we can see right here exactly what God thinks about you because when he looks at you, he sees his son and the price that he paid. And we get to see right here, here, right here from the mouth of God, what he thinks of Jesus. You are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. So just rest in that truth today that you are God's dearly loved child and you bring him great joy.
0: Yeah. Be blessed guys. Have a great week.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend to follow along with our daily chapter list. And for quick access to East coast podcasts, events, and more download the East coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.